0: If you would like to join a community of like-minded agency owners and scale your business while doing so, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call to explore options on how we can help you scale your agency. What is good agency owners? Um, This is Jordan Ross, your host. I'm giggling right now because Brett and I are having a good time. We got a really good episode. Brett, who is the CEO of Legacy Builder has been working with us for eight months, eight, nine months. They've added 80K in recurring revenue, came in at about 20K. They're now over 100K per month in revenue. And we're going to be talking about the story. like How the fuck did they do this? Because this is the dream, right? Being able to come in from the ground up over an eight to nine to 10 month period, actually hit and exceed 100K per month. So Brett Eric, COO and partner at Legacy Builder, a ghostwriting agency. What's good, bro? Good to see you.
1: Yeah, it's been pretty good. Been pretty exciting. The only thing that I'll, I'll correct, I've only met with Legacy Builder for a few months. So I've been working with you guys for just wow. a few months, but Clifton's been working with you for a while.
0: Yeah, so Brett has been working with Ada for the company. Has been working. So let's just, let's go from your perspective. I'm going out of order. Who is Brett and what's Legacy Builder for the listener? My story, I worked
1: as an occupational therapist prior to picking up ghostwriting. Wow. And I loved it. I still love it. I actually miss it, but I was an acute care hand therapist. I also worked as a pediatric OT. And while I was doing it, I got into web design. I don't really know how exactly, but I picked up web design and one of my mentors said, you got to make a Twitter account if you're in web design. So I did. And so while I was building, I came across this account. His name's Islo and he makes Notion templates. I don't know if you've heard of him.
0: He has a big um, YouTube channel, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I came across his Twitter and I was like, this guy's doing something way different. So I started kind of pulling at that thread and basically hop, skip and jump forward. I started growing my account. I started kind of thinking in terms of writing, in terms of sharing my thoughts. And then one day I was feeling a little bit persnickety and I decided I was like, all right, I'm going to call in mental health day. And about two hours into the day, I was like, this is not a mental health day. This is a, I got to get my butt in motion day. So I went to a coffee shop and I told my wife, I was like, I'm not leaving until I land a client. And at that point I was just like, I'm just gonna try ghostwriting, I don't know how to write. So I made 75 phone calls and on the 76th phone call, I got a- I love that you counted. Oh, I counted, I counted them up after because I was like, how many calls was that? And I called that guy and it was a hell yeah, let's do it. And that was when I formed my first offer. I believe that was last August. And so throughout the course, I met a bunch of strategic people started growing, started building my skill set and then um it really took off when I started working with lace.
0: I love that. And for those of you guys that don't know Clifton, founder like what a beautiful soul he is and um you guys have a really unique partnership because I got to meet you in person at our event last week and did your beast. Like so rarely do you find someone who is a founder and meets another like Someone that they employ as an employee that could become a partner, and they're actually fucking awesome. So, you guys have like a match made in heaven type of situation, which is great.
1: <laughs> Dude, the love in our Telegram is high. We're constantly like, man, I'm so pumped to work with you. That's like <laughs> on a daily basis, which is great. And that was one of the things, man. I was with um, Clifton and I knew each other for a while, and we had been seeing and working together through, you know, some of the ups and downs of the past six months on the platform. Twitter was our first platform. And just problem solving with them, we were just like, just short, uh, shared this mutual respect. And so when the opportunity to work together came, it was a no-brainer.
0: I love that. And I find that similar to like good business relationships are similar to good marriages in the sense that I think the best relationships are the ones where you kind of have that instant, like there's a vibe here. Um, In my opinion, like you could, a good entrepreneur can sense it, but then too, like it doesn't have to be enjoyable to work with pe- your partner, but like it really fucking helps. So let's turn the table when you came in to start working with 8F through legacy builder where was legacy builder in the process of like scaling figuring shit out so clifton came to the the best problem
1: when you're growing an agency which is we have got a ton of demand uh, we're working on fulfillment working on streamlining systems and we want to expand our services right because he was basically in a spot where he's like man i want to take this to the next level i know i can't do it by myself and so my role has been to work with uh, ADEF and to essentially work with our, our CTO to figure out how to build these systems, build our offer so that we can streamline it and scale it. Because in our agency and in ghostwriting in general, a lot of it comes down to tailoring and expectations, right? What's an, uh, what's an acceptable amount of tailoring for each client? Because what happens is when you create it, you tailor something, oh, sure, we can do a newsletter or whatever, or oh, sure, we can it. You could on.
0: over-index easily. That's right.
1: And you can't scale it because it's like, oh, we got to remember to do that one thing for that one guy. And so the biggest thing for us has been, okay, what do we say no to? So that when we say yes, it's something that we can repeat so that we can take it from. I think when I started, it was somewhere 20 clients, 23 clients, something like that. I believe now we're up over 30 and our goal is to scale to 50 and then from there scale to 100. And so the primary platforms we're on are LinkedIn and Twitter. So part of my role has been building out LinkedIn as a growth service, and streamlining the onboarding, making it just, and Zach has been foundational for this, keeping us on track for building roles, SOPs, getting our ducks in a row so that we can scale. Because the reality is we want to scale our capacity without scaling our stress and basically just running ourselves ragged, right? And that comes down to systems.
0: So let's talk about those systems because Legacy Builder, nine, 10 months has added 80K recurring you how long have you been working with zach and adef within that time frame how many months so i
1: started working with zach i believe the first week i was there we were meeting with him and i started jumping on some of those amas and i have been i was bugging him i was so glad i got to meet him in person i got to hang out for a little while and it was great because uh i feel like i've been pestering with so many questions you know like okay so nuts and bolts wise like what does it look like to build an sop how do we build it so that it's successful, so that we're not building roles that are fuzzy, but we're building out roles that are really clear. Because setting those expectations is just so important. Right? Who's responsible for what? What does that responsibility look like? And how do we keep track of that responsibility? And that's a
0: lot easier said than done because it's complex, really. Oh, Oh, big time. And let me ask you this. You're asking him, you're talking to him, you're working with him, you're leveraging him as a partner. What have been some of the big things that you guys have built or solved since you've joined Legacy Builder and you started working with Zach directly?
1: Yep. There's been a few really key wins. So one of which, it's probably been a month and a half that we've been working on this to really get it dialed in, is a structured, clear, step-by-step onboarding process. So for ghostwriting, we're tackling a pretty complex problem, which is how do you speak in the client's voice at scale effectively And so that they're happy, so that they're growing. And so we have to get a lot of intake, but that first month requires so many moving pieces of getting scheduling software up, getting their content written and approved, getting to know them as a person, setting up communication channels that what Zach helped us do is lay out a clear, okay, we need to have day one, this happens. Once that's done, then we go to day two, because what was happening is, oh, we did that. Oh, we're already set up for them. You know, all of that, the little miscommunications that at scale just cause headaches, right? So what we actually have in our, I literally texted this to Clifton today. He offered to take on some little role that was like kind of a little headache. And I said, my Zach senses are tingling. (laughs) Meaning (laughs) Zach would not be pleased with that decision. And so that's actually been really helpful that accountability has been huge and also breaking it down into, okay, what is the actual next step?
0: One of the hardest things as an agency owner is building a team that can actually execute without needing you and deliver results that you could trust to learn things fast and deliver every single time. The reality though, most of us can't afford top tier talent. And even those of us who can't afford top tier talent doesn't know how to get the best talent to work for us. That's why I built the eight-figure funnel. I've been able to hire over six eight-figure COOs and convince them to come work for me to help my clients grow. Guys that have already been there and done that, that have run 20, 30, 50, $80 million a year companies working for someone who's not even 30 years old. I've put this all into a simple ebook so you can do exactly the same thing. If you want access to this ebook, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash value and grab one of my best pieces of free content that I've ever released today. Hey there, this is Jordan Ross, your host of How to Scale an Agency, and thank you so much for listening. If this podcast has given you any value, if you listen to it weekly or you're just tuning in on a blue moon, please like and subscribe and give us a good review. Reviews are the easiest way that we can help other agency owners expand their information, their knowledge, and grow their companies, which is why we do this. We do this to help each and every one of you make business growth simpler. So, Like I've said, if you've received value, we do not promote our podcasts any other way except through word of mouth. We don't have sponsors because we want to keep this as high level for you as possible. If you could return just a little bit of a thank you back to us, we would so greatly appreciate it. Now, let's get back to the show. For those of you guys listening, like Clifton's worked with us for eight months. We've done the workflow, but something that I find that's needed, even what we're doing right now at 8F. So this is something you already had. And we come back to, it's like, it's three or four or five months later. Okay. Now we need to go deeper, right? Because we build a system that's fundamental, that's scalable. And it gets us to, let's just say from 20K to 50K from 50K to 60K, but it doesn't get us to hundred K. So we look at that process and say, okay, which of the operationally or from the LTV perspective, where do we need to improve? And you guys was like, okay, our onboarding process isn't as good as it needs to be and something at amazon we called it we call it first pass yield or when we build something we build we build it the right way the first time and actually i've changed my perspective in business i actually think it's not feasible to build it perfectly the first time for a variance of reasons like sometimes it's if it's your first time like being a ghost writing in writer agency you can't know it but it's not effective to build the perfect onboarding process when you're at 20k you need to get to 50k now you have more capital now you could okay, we have a little bit more breathing room. We could take more time a month. You said took you six weeks to build this. It makes more sense at 50, 60K to say, okay, we're going to do it the right way. So you guys did that. That was a huge win. And I'll let you guys know as the listeners, we're actually going back and I rebuilt my own. I've improved it. And Brett, I actually emailed you. We just closed the deal yesterday. So I emailed the client the welcome sequence. So I want you to check that out because I have... A first one's a personal loom welcome. The second one is a templatized, hyper-edited, like VSL type of video, and then it's the onboarding form. So I want you to go back and look at those because that might impact what you guys are doing. Outside of the onboarding form, because that's been a six-week process, have there, have there been any other wins that have enabled this growth for Legacy Builder that you guys have been working through? Well, to close that loop too, what
1: it actually enabled us to do now now that we have an onboarding process that's pretty much there, it's about maybe 85%, 90% there. Now what we're doing is we're taking those and creating SOPs with each step. So now we actually have a concrete role that we can hire for and delegate further, right? So what you said about what takes you from 20 to 50 and 50 to 100, that is exactly right, right? Because it's only ever good enough. You can always do better, right? And that's something that you realize. Do you ever watch a show alone? It's like a survival show. I've never watched Alone. I know all Alone, but I've never watched it. Okay. Well, it's a survival show. That's all you need to know, right? It's a fantastic show, by the way, season six. Um, but in that show, there's all these things you could focus your time on. You could focus on shelter. You could focus on getting water, getting food, clothing, warmth, firewood, whatever. But what are the real needle lovers? It's like the most important things. The people who win that show are the people who focus on the right things. That's it. And so our thing we've enacted like a much more strict filter for when we have an idea, or oh, what about this idea? We run it through this sieve. We have to really think about it, about what we say no to. That's kind of like what I said earlier, right? Because we've had it where we're having a conversation and then one of us just raises their hand and says, okay, we need to pause. <laughs> this is not worth our time. <laughs> and is that something you guys built with Zach too? Absolutely. Well, it's, I wouldn't say it's like formal, but one of the things that as you grow an agency, right, you realize not everything is a top one priority. You have to go from being everything's urgent to, okay, it's important and it's ranked in importance, right? And so really when we're, when we're getting into the weeds on some specific client case or something, we need to think, okay, we can set time aside to deal with this. But today here are the things, here are the marks we have to hit, right? And so I would say it's more of like a, just like a check that from seeing it from Zach's eyes, right? Has been really helpful just to formulate that ranking system. Because if you prioritize the right things, you follow through on them, you're going to succeed, right? As long as you have the right moves, right? Which is also helpful for
0: Zach, meaning pointing out what's
1: the next right move. 100%. Yeah.
0: I love that little nuance you guys have with each other. And it makes perfect sense because one of the things I talk about, it's prayer's principle, 20% of your actions lead to 8% of your results. So it sounds like you guys have been really snuffing out a priority process a prior focus process with zach and at adaf we have what we call the gps and there are a lot of goal priority sprint right and sounds like you guys have just from like an almost an informal way through communication where does this fall does this actually matter one of my good friends max actually you know max
1: oh yeah fantastic his presentation i literally thanked him Personally, and then on Twitter because it was it was off the charts helpful. It was huge.
0: Yeah, you'll my I'm going to be doing his the base foundation of his presentation, but um, that's going to go. I've done two months in a row, so this will be month three. But one of the things he told me years ago is that he has what he calls the graveyard, where when he has an idea, he puts it in the graveyard, and then he'll come back like a week or two or a month later. And he buries up the body and sees, is this still alive or is it dead, right? So digs it up and, oh, this idea is dead. He's just like, sometimes just time away from an idea kills it, right? So the graveyard puts the idea there, comes back to it. So onboarding process, prioritization, which is critical. I guess, was there a third since your time with Zach, right? Because you guys have grown like in a short period of time, you've added about a million in annual revenue. Has there been a third and final component that's been massive or, or really impactful for you guys working with Zach and Native.
1: The first thing was that we, we made the hires that we needed to hire. That's another thing that takes a lot of takes time, man, man. Cause here's something, I don't remember if Zach said this, but he, he would say this if he didn't, you can delegate tasks, but you cannot delegate responsibility, right? And that's the challenge is like, just because we delegate something doesn't mean it's taken care of. We have to have systems in order to check. Right. And so getting an executive assistant was a huge win, right? Getting more writers and graphic designers on board. We found some people who are really helpful in that regard so we can delegate, which creates that virtuous cycle of more time to focus on systems. I think that was my second point. There was the hires and hiring the right people has been phenomenal, right? Meaning I'm almost surprised. You know, it's like that great surprise when you get work back and you're like, oh my God, this is fantastic. You nailed it. Like that feeling versus, okay, we okay, let's workshop the writing. It sounds a little bit too fluffy or whatever. The clients, you just, you kind of get that sense, right? Of what quality and low quality looks like. And so having those right hires, it's been huge.
0: Yeah. And I'll say this too. You will learn more about what makes a right hire right? Because one thing that I have even found, because I know A, B, and C, I know that from Amazon, like A plus and A talent take is worth at least three Bs. Within writing and account management, there will be nuance. And the only way you could find nuance is through time. So over the course of the next 12 months, there will be nuance where it's like, oh, this is a thing I had never thought of to actually look at for my account management, my account strategy, my writer, that we now have to bake into our sourcing process. So that's something for you guys listening, like, Everyone wants to move fast as fuck, but like realistically, the only way sometimes to scale is you have to play the game over time because that's when the nuance is found. And through the nuance, that's when you make leaps and bounds. So, Brett, I want to go high level because at the time this recording, it is Halloween. I want you to be able to go do trick or cheating with your kid or kids. All right. For everyone listening, that, you know, they've really heard three fundamental pieces of like scaling, right? It's really good onboarding. Prioritizing the right thing and then hiring the right talent, and you've been working deeply with ADF and Zach on doing those things the right way. If someone is considering working with ADF, what would you tell them? I'd tell
1: them first off, I'd tell them that Jordan and Zach are bosses, and they throw a great, they throw a rock on baby. (laughs) I would say you don't realize what you don't know until you have an expert sitting across the table from you who's done it. I think that's been the biggest thing, which is. You know you want to do the right thing, but even the smallest bit of advice that's placed at the right time, because Zach, there's so many things he could point us toward. Well, you could be working on this, but it comes back to that prioritization. He's got a really keen eye for what is the next needle mover, right? And so that would be my recommendation for anybody who's considering. I'd say that having someone who can really provide the insight that's going to point you in the right direction will keep you from treading water.
0: So, it's been a fantastic experience from my uh, perspective. Awesome. And, dude, if someone is needs a ghostwriter for either Twitter or LinkedIn, where could they check out Legacy Builder?
1: Yeah, 100%. Go to legacybuildergrowth.com. Brilliant.
0: Brett Eric, COO of Legacy Builder. Dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. 100%. Great talking to you, Jordan. Thanks again. What is good, Agency Honors? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You are looking for support growing your agency and are not sure the best way to do that go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call where you will book a call with us and we will start our process to help you figure out what is the best way to grow your business we're going to review your systems add value and help you understand a new model and system that you can start to build that is going to easily enable massive growth this year Once again, that is eightfigureagency.co forward slash call, where we will help you scale your agency and add $10,000 in MRR per month. Cheers.